Welcome to the Buddha Belly Life Podcast, empowering purpose, mind to microbiome, a mind-body-soul approach to life, starting with your gut. Join me, Coach Britt, as I interview top wellness entrepreneurs and microbiome science geeks, and together we mastermind a bucket list kind of life while building the ultimate vessel to live it in. Welcome to your Buddha Belly Life. Don't forget to take notes. Hey guys, it's Coach Britt and welcome to the Buddha Belly Life podcast. And today we have Dane Johnson, founder of Crohn's and Colitis Lifestyle. Um, this guy is a mover and a shaker and I've known him um, business-wise, I guess, for a few years now from a semi-distance. We've done some some work together and I'm so excited for him to come on and talk about this specific subject, his journey with it and the people he's now working to help. So welcome, Dane. All right. Thank you so much, Brittany. I'm very happy to be here. Yeah. So, Dean, <laughs> tell people a little bit about you. Right now, you're you're a new dad, right? I mean, yeah. that's a lot right there. That's a big thing. <laughs> yeah, a lot. I, I think, you know, the just I want people to or you guys to to just know about me because this, this session and this podcast is really about you is is, you know, nothing came easy for me. And I had to work for everything I've had, including my health. And I, I didn't, uh, and I wanted to build my answer in life. You know, I wanted to find my unique way of doing things. And that's the same with having, having children. You know, we, I'm a new dad. My son, uh, Jace, he's 14 months old and just started walking last week uh, at the time of this call. So we're really excited about how far he's going and, and just feels so good. I feel so honored that. I have this all of this background in health and wellness and functional medicine to give to him. Mm-hmm. And when he has health issues, or Pearl has health issues. If he or, has health issues, right? I mean, to has, what extent does he has have to have health issues with a dad that has been through what he's been through? Well, you know, we can't live in a bubble. And this is one of the yeah. big points we also talk about in, in, in Crohn's or colitis or autoimmune disease or whatever. The goal is not to eradicate adversity. The goal is to be able to respond to adversity. That's the true cure. How do you resilience? Yeah. How do you respond to adversity? We can stress about stress. We can try to live in a bubble. We can try to live perfect. Life's not going to work that way. All of our dreams require stress. You want to build that company? You want to have that great wedding? You want to have kids? Me and you both know that. A whole Mm -hmm. pile of stress comes along with raising a family. Mm -hmm. So, you know, I know that stress will come into Jace's life. And I know it could be physical, spiritual, and, and uh, emotional. And I feel honored that I am prepared through my own pain, through my own journey, through my own path, to be able to help him along his journey where he will have trials and tribulations and pain and, and surely fail. Mm-hmm. And that's okay. That's okay. And uh, I think that was, uh, that's been a big takeaway. You know, it, through these experiences of, of life not working and my health being taken away from me, I've, I've learned to be, you know, I like to say a phoenix out of the ashes to rise and build a superpower, mm-hmm. which is the ability to help and create solutions for people who are struggling with uh, Crohn's disease and ulcerative colitis. That's amazing. I named my oldest son Phoenix for that exact reason. Wow. So Dane, tell us about your adversity. I obviously am privy to your story. Um, so I want to just kind of prompt that. Dane's Dane's story is is magnificent, um, and it is a great example of what what we're going to be featuring in in the next four sessions. Even even though we're covering different components of this, is really like he said, rising from the ashes. How adversity 
is a necessary part of life and what we can choose to do with it, creating purpose from our pain and utilizing the passion that comes with this. So Dane, tell us a little bit about your adversity, your struggle with Crohn's and essentially being on your deathbed and having to take that into your own hands. Yeah, I love it. And, um, so I want to just go over the, the, the points that you, that you as the viewers, I want you to know that so you can relate with me and, and connect. And then we can talk about how we both grow. So, you know, I, I never was interested in natural medicine. I was never interested in, in eating healthy. I grew up in the, the, the sticks of Virginia eating Subway. I worked at Papa John's for four years. I worked at Domino's. I used to have eating contests at McDonald's. Uh, trying to gain weight for football season. And I, I love to play golf and basketball. There was no real health issues when I was growing up with me um, or my family. So it was completely foreign to me. And so when I was when I was 19, I started having a bit more stress. I started having some things happen in my life. And all of a sudden, I go to the bathroom and boom, there's blood in my stool. And I'm going, what is this? I Did I have like too many beats last night? What's going on? I'd never seen anything like it, but it kept happening. And I tried to ignore it. And I noticed that when I, when I calmed down stress or I didn't eat certain things or I didn't drink beer in college, something that I didn't get that blood as much. So I just tried to say, oh, it's weird. Maybe it's a hemorrhoid or, you know, I didn't put much thought into it. But by the time I was 23, I was having 15 bloody bowel movements a day, losing weight, starting to get covered in cystic acne. I finally, you know, was forced basically to, to go to the doctors. No one wants to go to the doctors when you're a kid, you know. And, and, you know, I was in college a lot of that time. So my parents were away enough where they weren't seeing how it was affecting me and I wasn't communicating it. And so I just kept let that going and going. And then all of a sudden I went to the doctors. They said, you have ulcerative colitis. You're going to have it for the rest of your life. We need to start you on acetyl and prednisone immediately. And, um, you know, I didn't know what that was. And, and, you know, when I was young, I was, I didn't want to know. How many of you can relate out there with this? I didn't want to know. I just wanted to keep living my life. I could just sweep it under the rug and it's like, okay, just give me what you need to give me and I'll be on with my life. Make it go away. Yeah. Well, then mom and dad started searching on this disease and saying, wow, this is no joke. We, we need to keep an eye. These are some scary stories. And, you know, the prednisone did help. The ascal did help. But uh, as time went on, these medications, they kept giving me harsher and harsher medications and the symptoms kept getting worse and worse and the medications started working less and less. So, you know, over the years, I was on prednisone on and off for four and a half years. I was on um, Asacol, then Lyalda, which are forms of mesalamine. I was on that for on and off for years. Then the doctors put me on 6MP, and which is an immunomodulator. And then I was on um, methotrexate, which is another immunomodulator. Both didn't work. And cause a lot of really bad symptoms like cold sweats in the nights, fevers, chills, uh, more serious problems. Then I went on Remicade and that didn't help. And I wasn't really interested. At this point, I I was starting to notice I wasn't interested in medications. I was a a bit of a resilient soul at a young age, you know, and I didn't really see myself staying on medications lifelong. So I think part of the reasons medications didn't work is I was so spiritually resilient to, hey, I'm 23, 24 years old and I need need to be on drugs for the rest of my life. That was a pill I was not willing to swallow. So, you know, it was on Remicade, didn't really work out. And then I, you know, you know, it was actually, my mom got so worried. She was searching over the internet and searching. And maybe some of you are out there are mothers and, and fathers, or maybe your mom's been like this for you. Is she just kept trying to find an answer for me. She was just sending me articles and sending me books. And I was not interested, not 
interested at all. I didn't want to be gluten-free. I didn't want to be dairy-free. These diets people were showing me were completely unrealistic. I felt completely isolated from my friends. I couldn't go out, hang out at restaurants. I couldn't, I couldn't eat. I couldn't sleep. I, you know, I felt, I just felt completely trapped. On one hand, and one of the goals of, of, of truly getting healthy, anyone out there who's really listening to this and relating, I want you to write this down. The only way you and I are ever going to get truly healthy is we have to be happy and healthy at the same time. Mm-hmm. Now, looking back, this was a big problem. Every time I tried to get healthy with a specific restricted diet or some supplements or some Ayurvedic medicine or whatever protocol I was using, it made me very unhappy. I was having to live a restrictive lifestyle. I didn't want to do it. I was doing it out of fear. None of my friends could relate. Uh, I started losing my confidence in myself as a man, as a growing up man and turning into a man. And it it was just, I was always unhappy whenever I tried to get healthy. And whenever I practiced things that in the past had made me happy, hanging out with my friends, getting a beer, uh, eating whatever foods, watching the game, uh, not worrying about what I'm taking in my daily protocols, I got really unhealthy. So on one, I was either unhappy with this new type of natural medicine, very unhappy with it, or I was very unhealthy trying to live how I used to live. And my whole mission in my early 20s was to try to get back to how I used to be. How many of you guys can relate with that? I wanted to be like I used to be. Oh, I got sick. I wish I, I, I just want to get back to how it was when I was 18, when I was 15. Some of us have been sick since we were eight years old. We don't even know what it's like to be healthy. But I was, I was trying to backpedal. I was trying to get normal. And I was using fear-based energy and tactics around, okay, let me try this diet for a month, praying it would help me get back to normal. The whole time I was angry, I was resentful, I was stressed, I was isolated. I never felt like myself. I was trapped and imprisoned. And the word imprisoned can be substituted with the word depressed. Mm-hmm. And you get chronically yeah. imprisoned and you just, it, life gets even harder and deeper and you, you stop communicating and you get angry and you might say things and do things you don't mean. It's a and dangerous I, place to be. And a lot of people don't understand depression. Yeah, it's, it's, it's tough. And really the, the reason I was depressed is I felt like I was stuck. Mm-hmm. I felt like I couldn't go left. I couldn't go right. I was stuck. But I was also being stuck for months, years. I'm not a depressive person, but I was feeling so depressed because I was imprisoned. I could not get out. I tried the bone broth. I tried the carrots. I tried the liquid diets. One, I couldn't keep up with them for more than a few weeks because I was just puking my brains out. I couldn't, I couldn't stomach eating the same thing. And I was just getting so isolated. I remember one time... I was talked into trying nothing but pureed carrots for three days as a reset. And I just watched um, a TV show for three days straight and just ate and just had, ate, just had uh, that. And I was so depressed. I started smoking weed. I started smoking weed and eating pureed carrots, <laughs> binging, binging TV shows, praying that it would do that what we wanted it to do. And I lost 20 pounds. And the reason I was losing so much weight, somebody go, how do you lose 20 pounds in three or four days? Because my colon was so inflamed, I could not absorb water. It was losing massive amount of water weight. If you're out there right now and you're seeing a lot of, lot of weight loss really quickly, the colon 
Your colon's probably inflamed. You can't absorb water. You can't absorb electrolytes and you're probably anemic. Why? Because you can't absorb and create iron, turn it into hemoglobin, right? So it was a vicious cycle, vicious cycle. So long story short is I eventually got to a breaking point where I was so, I, I knew that modern medicine couldn't help me. I've been on the biologics. Um, you know, I got to a point where I nearly died. You know, I tried natural medicine. I got some good, really good results. Long story short, I got some, I got some good results. It wasn't working. I didn't really know what I was doing. Eventually, huge stress hit me. Boom. I got to the hospital, stuck in the hospital for six weeks straight. And I, and I did nearly lose my life in that hospital. I, I, my whole family flew out, dad, my two sisters, my mom, they, they took turns. I was on three grams of Dilaudid. I was on TPN feeding tube. I was on four antibiotics infused. I was on 200 milligrams of prednisone infused. I was on ambient. Um, and, uh, and I mean, I don't really remember much. Like when I go there mentally, I can still feel it. Like I, I was, I was like half dead and the surgeon was sitting outside the room, just waiting for my mother to give him the green light to take my colon. And they, but they were at the point that I was so sick that the, you know, we, if we take his colon, he might die. And I think there was one night where they told my mom, they weren't sure if I was going to live. So, you know, it just kept getting worse and worse. So this is an extreme situation. Anyone who just got diagnosed or anyone, listen, this is not, you don't have to worry about this. You know, I went through my situation and we can definitely help you not go through this. So don't get overwhelmed or scared that this can happen to you. I was in an extreme, extreme case. Most of the people I've seen have not been anywhere close to where I got. But um, what actually helped save me is I went on an antiviral chemotherapy. And that was actually one of the first hints at what some of my root causes might've been that got me that sick. Because people have had 20 or 30 years of Crohn's disease and they've had issues, but not life-threatening issues. Mm -hmm. So I went on a chemotherapy. Right when I went on the chemo, I snapped out of it where I became conscious. And two days later, I called my, I was in natural medicine school at this time because I had changed my mind about natural medicine right before I got truly sick. And um, which I think is God's way of teaching me what, what my journey was. Mm-hmm. And, and any of you out there who are really sick, I want to put a footnote in my story really quick. This is for you who are really sick. The only reason I'm so good at what I do nowadays, and I have this beautiful, amazing life, I wouldn't change a thing about, is because I got so sick. Getting so deep built my superpower. If I had only gotten a little sick, I wouldn't be anywhere close to as good as what I do. You have to go through great pain to create great superpowers, great, great passion. And that's what I can do. That's what I can really relate with being life-threatening sick. I can relate with the mindset, the spiritual, the physical, what makes sense, why, the strategy, the chess match. Let's move here. Let's move here. How's our opponent responding? How do we do it? How do we keep our minds right? How do we get happy? So footnote, if you've been chronically sick, there is a superpower there. All right. And there is a real, real value you have for this world and your family right there that you're creating. So it's not necessarily a bad thing. I truly mean that. So when I checked, I, I, when I called my naturopath professor and, he, and what really scared me too is he didn't really know what to do. He was a brilliant naturopath and he gave me a lot of great things that really helped me. But as far as how to lead me and partner with me to help me get past this life-threatening experience, he, he, was, he was giving me more generic things. Take some vitamin A, take some vitamin C, take an omega-3. Well, that's a lot of pressure and liability probably it for is. him. He's probably it going, is. my gosh. And I, was, and I didn't hire him. He was my professor. He was the guy that I, he was really inspired by me and, and really felt for me. And, and he, was, he was trying to do his best to be there for me. So it wasn't his fault. And he's a great, brilliant man. And 
but I just started realizing that there were a lot of holes in how to really deal with this. And that's when I really rose because I decided, number one, that I was going to be the CEO of my health. I was no longer going to rely on any, any people to tell me how it was going to go. I was going to learn from others, my conventional, my functional, my, my life coach, my mom, my, everybody. I was going to learn and take and critique and cherry pick. And I was going to start building my unique custom solution. And everything I was going to do was going to be built on a foundation that was laid there by my intuition, by my energy, by my relationship with God, by my relationship with my body. And so that's when I got deep into meditation. That's when I got deep into prayer. Not because I just, please get rid of this, because I was connecting with the intuition nature of my human spirit of what do I need to take? What do I need to do? How do I calm down this stress? How do I get rid of this blood? How do I start walking again? You know, and really get connected to that. I was backed into a corner where it was now life-threatening. And we'd already spent $30,000 in one year trying to heal me. And I was more sick than when we spent 30K. 30K was a lot of money for my family. A lot. There was a lot of people put pitching in. Okay. It was more sick. So it wasn't a matter of money. We were burning through it. It wasn't a matter of discipline. I was willing to try. It was, I was, I was needing a naturopath doctor. Or I was needing, um, my mom to manage what I was eating, cook for me and, and takes and, and get my supplements for me and figure out what I was going to do. Cause I was too out of it. I was too depressed. So I was relying on all these other people to kind of keep me afloat. And it just boom right there. I'm done. I'm done letting other people be responsible for my success and my health. And I became the CEO. I didn't become ignorant. I didn't stop listening, but I took my, I took my place at the head of that table. And I looked at everyone. I said, you're an expert. You're an expert. You're an expert. Let me just simplify what you're saying, dissect it and customize it to my experience. Because the vegan diet wasn't working. The paleo diet wasn't working. The SED diet wasn't working. The GAPS diet, the carnivore diet, whatever famous diet, it wasn't enough. Mm -hmm. So I had to make sense of food. I had to make sense of supplements. I had to make sense of stress. I had to make sense of the nervous system, the microbiome and the inflammatory responses and the cytokines. And I started becoming an insatiable reader. And I was in natural medicine school. I was working with naturopaths. I didn't work. I was housebound for one year. All I did is I built, and everyone says, what do you do? Are you bored? I said, I am so regimented. I got so much stuff to do. I can't keep up with it. So long story short, I learned how to try something, keep my mind healthy enough that I could absorb the result. This didn't work. The blood didn't stop. My weight didn't go up. The pain's still there. I'm still getting diarrhea, whatever. I could absorb the result, keep myself mentally and spiritually okay to then respond and say, okay, how do I refine? How do I compound? What am I missing? What can I add in? Let me call this person. Let me read that. Let me add that. Let me journal. I journaled for 190 days straight, everything I ate, everything I took, my weight, every, um, 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 uh, uh, everything, all my health boosters. And I started refining so I could, I literally had a graphical data track of everything from my health and everything I did. And I could see what I was doing and how it was affecting my health for more than half a year. So that started giving me, because what we need is not a magic answer. We need to know what's working for us. But so much of us are so depressed and upset. We're not keeping track. We're not becoming accountable. And I, I couldn't do that for years. I, I had to let go of all these other things that didn't matter anymore. And I had to start being accountable for me, the CEO. 
So I sat down as Dr. Dane, five minutes in the morning and five minutes at night, and I evaluated my patient, Dane, the semi-depressed young kid who's so highly emotional and doesn't always do what he needs to do and is highly addicted to gluten and sugar. And I just started allowing myself to self-diagnose and I would write notes to myself. I would star and circle ideas around food or emotions. And then I would really justify myself why I needed to meditate. Why are you meditating, Dane? Is it because you're just trying to turn into a monk? No, it's because you're trying to get mental clarity. A big one that I learned, guys, I didn't need to be Einstein. I didn't need to be have such a high IQ as much as I needed mental clarity. The reason why you're stressed, the reason why things aren't working is because you're so overwhelmed and there's so much going on in here that you don't have clear thoughts on what you're doing. And it's not consistent. And you're abandoning ship and you're second guessing and you're getting emotionally overwhelmed and you're getting upset at the outside forces. What are they doing? What are they saying? What's going on in the world? I had to get rid of that. I had to get mental clarity. Take, write, that, write this down, guys. Mental clarity is worth 10 times more than IQ. You don't need to be Einstein to be great in life. You need to be clear. You need to have balanced energy. You need to be able to understand when energy is coming in and how to respond to it. So those are some things. And you can't teach that really in a, in a classroom. Being so sick and, and trying to have to heal myself, it, it gave me the greatest experiences on how to, how to manifest, how to use my mind, how to, how to understand energy and feelings and what they mean. Thanks for joining us in this week's Buddha Belly Life podcast. For more episodes, coaching resources, and gut programs, visit BuddhaBellyLife.com. Don't forget to put us in your schedule for next week. And remember, keep showing up and enjoy the journey.